Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Jennifer. Hey. And we are here for an unusual uh, event uh, as Chris this evening is introducing Adam and I to a horror movie. So, uh, who would have thought the day would come? Mm. Yes. The worm that turned. Um, uh, are you calling me a worm? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's calling it could you could be worse. I'm calling you one turned though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that let's not delve into that. Um, so before we get into anything else, uh, Chris, did you see anything in the last week at all? I have started watching something and I'm sure you'll both be quite excited and I'll tell you what it is. It's a documentary all about Tom. I thought we might finish that. <laughs> Savini. Tom, 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 what other Toms are there? Oh, yeah, Tom. Right. Tom um, Who? Go on. Tom Waits. Um, Who's that? Who's Tom Waits? He's a singer and an actor. <laughs> why, would, why would I be watching a documentary about him? Because he's one of the oh. most. Yeah, he's one of the most unusual and in- we actually watched a documentary on him yeah. not that long ago. Jennifer was not a fan and then we watched a documentary and now she it is. Made more sense then. All right. So I All right, you're convincing me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so next week, watch the Tom Waits documentary, The Man's a God. But this week <laughs> this week, watch Tom Tavini documentary. The the other god. <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't realise, and I'm sure you must have mentioned it, that he was an actor in From Dusk Till Dawn. Yes. Yeah. The, the guy with the uh, the gun, Willie. Yes. Sex machine. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah so with or without the club piece. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's, he's great. Um, yeah, he had four brothers and one sister, and growing up with them, that they were all. I think the next oldest was, was something like. That. 10 years old, maybe even more. So he said it was like four dads and um, his sister sort of, you know, brought him up a lot as well. And yeah, just, they all sounded so interesting. Um, and so he picked up a lot of his skills from all of them. And so that's why, uh, yeah, like acting, unbelievable special effects, stuntman and director. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, he is now firmly stuck in my mind. I know who he is. And any time you now mention him, I will fully appreciate it. Uh, can you remember, we've seen a film with him in. Do you remember which one it was, Chris? Surely more than one, surely. Oh. I think we've only seen one. Really? And it's one you'd not think. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I haven't thought of it. Um, <laughs> he was in It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. Do you remember? No. He played the uncle at the beginning. He turned up and turned the power on because Tony was uh, in his special effects school and agreed to come and do like an hour. Okay, that's him. right. I do remember you saying that now. Okay, yeah. So there you go. So we have seen Tom today. And I'm sure he probably, probably then brought him up the first time as well. Yes. But yeah, we brought him up an awful lot since. I mean, he's just such yeah. a... He is such a staple of horror. Um, and yeah, he seemed, he's one of those, I know that people say on the, uh, on the circuits, he's one of those people, if you catch him on a good day, he'll talk to you forever. 
And if you catch him on a bad day, he won't make eye contact with you. So he's a little bit up and down. But, um, but yeah, he, he's... But aren't we all? <laughs> to be fair, he is at work. And we're all like that sometimes at work. So, yeah, I do kind of understand it. No, I'm loving at work all the time. <laughs> it's just at home sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Fuck weasel. Exactly. I've spent all day, every day being lovely. <laughs> <laughs> then she comes home, takes off the mask. <laughs> Well, we're not allowed to go out without masks now, are we? So. Oh, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> oh, how we'll miss these coronavirus jokes one day. Oh, I know. Yeah. People, kids won't get it, will they? In 20 years' time, we'll be yeah. telling these jokes and, you know. Well, hopefully they won't get it in 20 years' time. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, well done, Chris. That was a fantastic thing to watch. And you will have to let me know what the name of that is, because I... I Definitely. I don't think I've seen the documentary specifically on here, and I've totally watched one. Is that on Shudder? I'm fairly certain it's on Shudder. I, I get Shudder through Prime. Jennifer yeah, I, is. I think I had it on my watch list as well, but I can't for the life of me recall what it's actually It's called <laughs> Smoke and Mirrors, the story of Tom Savini. There we go. I'll make a note of that right now. Yeah, it's 2019, so it's pretty new. Oh. Cool. Nicely done, sir. Indeed. Adam, have you watched anything? I've watched, um, obviously, uh, we covered Midsummer. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, I found the there's six short films that the director, Ari Aster, made before he did Hereditary. Wow. Um, and they are all available on YouTube. Oh. Um, and... There's, um, well, sorry, uh, my glamorous assistant is uh, mouthing to me, you found, but no, Claire sent me a thing. <laughs> uh, so, but, but anyway, yeah, so there's the, uh, yeah, the six shorts are uh, all available to view on uh, YouTube. And they're a really, they're, they're all really good. They're a very mixed bunch of like, Sorry, is Chris doing his? Yeah. Oh no, I think I'm in a film. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what's to, going on? Yeah, just <laughs> as we're doing the perfect film. Sorry, Adam, to break in there. Oh, yeah. no. Chris literally just looked a little bit scared and then slowly took his headphones out and looked around the darkened room before very cautiously putting them back in. Were you worried there was a ghost or did you think possibly? Um, it, it's a slightly more mundane than that. I can hear a lot of screaming. And it is just children. Oh, yeah. But I was then also thinking, are they my children screaming? Should I be checking? <laughs> and I forgot what, it looks, what I look like on the screen. I do look like ah. something bad's happening. So, yeah. Theory, yes. Yeah. So, so, sorry about that. <laughs> you decided to have children. You've got to fucking live with it. Don't start. Yeah. I thought that it might have been you were in the process of letting out a fart and wanted to check. <laughs> <which you're doing. laughs> Is it covered soundproof <laughs> or not? <laughs> as, I, as I often have to at work. Oh. Then you work at home, Adam. Like, in and it's like, <laughs> we're all safe. Because you don't know. I mean, you could be going off like a chainsaw and you've just, uh, you've assumed you've done a silent. But, uh, yeah. That is true. Or the other possibility is he'd done it within the confines of the cupboard in which he's recording 
then was at the point of thinking, do I need to get out of here before I die? And he'd taken his headphones out as step one of vacating yeah. the premises before we suffocate. Anyway, back to uh, Adam. Sorry, Adam, yes. So, <laughs> don't a match. But, um, yeah, the, the six films are available on YouTube. They are definitely worth a watch. Cool. I would, I would, I would definitely say, Lee, stay clear of the first one. Oh, okay. just be, that is just like a very grim sort of family horrible thing. Are there children uh, screaming in the background? <laughs> no, 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 no. Far more worrying. Uh, the strange thing about the Johnsons. Um, I would actually be interested on Chris's take on it, but in the same way that I'm interested on Chris's take on, say, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That one's definitely not for the faint-hearted. You get, you get, get the the Ariasta sort of uncomfortableness, but frankly, it makes Hereditary and Midsummer uh, walk in the park because you only have to deal with supernatural horrors and a cult and a suicide cult. Whereas this is a bit more mundane, but but really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah no. Not so, so wait, just tell me again. These were the six shorts. Six shorts by Ariasta. But other yeah. than that, as I say, Lee, I would definitely, I would recommend you steer clear of that one. But the rest, there's Bo, which is like six minutes and is, I still don't know what's going on in that. Um, but that is comic. The best way I can describe it is uh, six minutes of comic paranoia, where it's basically a guy loses the key to his door and is then worried that someone's going to come into his flat. That sounds like you and Chris would both just have done that in an everyday yeah. <laughs> Exactly. For us, it would be a bus and holiday, you know. We'd just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, oh, I'll have to go and get the spare, the yeah. other spare, and the other spare after that. Um, there's, one that's, um, there's one that's told, um, there's one that's silent called Munchausen, which is really well done and has got... Um, uh, Bruce Willis's wife from Die Hard in it. Oh, um, uh, and then you've got basically, which is a weird character study of an annoying uh, LA rich girl that sort of that is um, that's funny and then kind of poignant. Or then you've got uh, the Turtle Head, which is. Hard-boiled detective meets body horror in seven minutes, mm -hmm. um, but hilariously, hard-boiled detective meets body horror. Okay. Uh, this guy is—it's uh, what was the what was the quote? Women, they don't—you have to smack them in the tits before they'll talk to your ass, and just like utter, <laughs> utter nonsense sort of hard-boiled dialogue that then goes into. Uh, yeah, states of horror, and then finally there's Cella uh, V, which is a another character one where it's a guy talking to camera who is uh, like a homeless guy, but saying about, well, yeah, I'm homeless, but this is not not this is how I got here, but this is what I used to have, and you're a fuck site nearer being to this than you ever will be, you know, a billionaire or something. So don't. Uh -huh. But yes, yeah, so all of them are widely available on YouTube. You just search Ariasta short uh, short films. 
And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I say, all worth a watch, although I would avoid that first one, Lee. I just don't. <laughs> See, now it's funny you say that because Jennifer was saying uh, in the week we were talking about uh, the list that we've got. Um, we mentioned it uh, on the last episode, possibly, I believe. Um, so I've, I've put together a list of like 10 films that I think we need to cover. Um, and I've shared the list with Adam. Um, but what Jennifer has pointed out is that um, I, as we discuss quite often, there's a lot of stuff that makes me too uncomfortable that I just... Uh, avoid or like, um, and Jennifer is wondering if maybe, seeing as I've put Chris through so much, I should face my own. The thing is, with me, it's not as much fear. It's not demons, is it? She likes demons. Mm. Like, I can take all the supernatural uh... stuff, but like the real life stuff just really affects me. But you think I should be more oh. willing? Lee, to... Lee, just to give you, you know, a little bit of ammunition back. Did you? Flip it and say, "Well, you do know Jaws is coming up." <laughs> I as, as one of the horror greats. I did say the same. I did say I've not seen Jaws in twenty-five I, years. Maybe mm, I could rewatch I'd it. I'd like to point out I saw Jaws. I'm sure when it came out. No, no, you didn't. I've seen it once. You, you dreamt about it many times. No, no, I think I must have seen. I can remember. I can picture two bits of the film that are horrific and still scare me going into something uh, now. So to be fair, you don't see the shark that much. And there isn't a swimming pool. Yeah, no, there's a bit when there's like, it might be like Jaws 2 then, there's like a little bit of a pool and there's gratings and he swims through and I'm sure he gets mm. through like the grating. Could be. Um, and the bit when he's on fire, I can remember. You sure that's not Finding Nemo? <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen that. I've not seen that. <laughs> that's that's got some sharks in as well. It has, yes. Um, but yeah, and I have also watched Arachnophobia while hiding behind a big fluffy animal. So, you know, I think I've done my... Uh, Funny enough, I've never seen that. No, there you go. See, I watched it. I faced my fears. I'm still scared of spiders. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. So, anyway. so, yeah, so at some point I might uh, push myself and, uh, and watch something. So are you going to pick something you don't like or should Chris pick something he thinks you won't like? Well, I, think after, I think once we get to our 100 marker and we get on... Yeah, then I, I think it might be time for me to watch something that mm-hmm. because there's lots of because we um threads no not threads um yeah so for, for so anybody who hasn't listened to all of the episodes and are unaware I am like I can watch any supernatural or any of that stuff nothing scares me and I don't mean that in a bullshit bravado way what I mean is I just I don't get a, a, a scare from it because I don't this may just jump though didn't it. This did make me jump, and I loved the shit out of it for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like those films, as much as I enjoy them, they don't give me any kind of fear, really. Um, but I think real-life brutality and stuff, when it's portrayed too really in films, that's what I get uncomfortable with. So I can watch, you know, ghosts, and I can watch demons tear people to pieces, and, and it has no effect on me. Um, but, yeah, like really brutal violence and things like that I find sometimes too much and I'm not a fan. Um, so yeah. I think I'm going to do it with a clown mask, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I mean I, if I'd known what, what the first five minutes of the ritual was like when we went in, I probably oh, wouldn't yeah. have watched that. Yeah, no. um, but that was an incredible film. So. Yeah. Um, I, think that's, I think that's the thing. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not that you haven't... You know, there haven't been films with things in it that you are not 
you know what I mean? There's not stuff like we've done kill list and things, which is yeah. like definitely not your cup of tea. So I don't think it's something where we've, I don't think it's something where it's been ignored. No, uh, no, I but, agree. But equally, I've genuinely no interest in watching a Serbian film, so I don't think you need <laughs> Oh, that's good. Excellent. Thank you. Right. Well, hopefully, we'll find some middle ground somewhere in between. Thank fuck, because I didn't want to do that. And I can't see Jennifer Dwell. No, I kind of can, because Jennifer, the supernatural things make you uncomfortable. But I think with that, you would just. Cause they you don't make me uncomfortable. They just make me stuff. jump at the time. Yeah, no, this isn't like that. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, just yeah. brutality for its own sake. Yeah, well, there's no point uh, looking at it then if it's not interesting. Yeah, it's quite anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. We won't get into the merits and not merits of a Serbian no. film. Um, so, Jennifer, what have we watched since our last episode? That's an excellent question. I've written they, them both down. What, what have we watched? Talk about. Um, okay, yes, we watched The Flesh and the Fiends. Oh, um, the book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've, yeah, with Peter Cushing and Donald Pleasant. But it took yes. me halfway through the film when we paused it and when we paused it on our player it comes up with the actors and that's yeah. when I noticed Donald Pleasant's name. She so, didn't so, so when him. Lee came back in the room I was like, Lee, I should have been searching for Donald Pleasant throughout this film, but I wasn't. <laughs> so You couldn't miss him. I didn't He's one like, of the main characters. Well when I knew it was him, I was like, Oh yeah, I know that but I didn't realise. So, you know, horrific of me there. But it was a very good film actually. It was uh, yeah, kind of kept you interested. Um, the characters were all quite well, grotesque, really, weren't they? I mean, yeah. Burke and Hare were just horrible. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was good. Yeah, really good. It was one of those sort of Hammer era films that I'd not seen. But not mm. Hammer at all. I mean, it wasn't no, no, at it all was, jokey or No, no, jokey, it was a rank movie. It was very, it was, um, yeah, it was very, very serious. serious, yeah. And it was a fairly mm. true depiction of the kind of events... Really, I, don't know I think yeah. <laughs> I think they compressed the timeline somewhat, mm. but only. But I mean, I think the events took place over a couple of months mm. rather than over what looked yeah. to be a day. I oh, know because it looked like they were delivering one a day or so. But yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Um, mm. but yeah, it's, it's good. Very good. Love the sets as well. It's fantastic. It um, looks incredible. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, 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 we had a really nice print of it as well. I got the DVD, and it just it's one of those. Sometimes, like an older print on DVD, still looks really shiny, and yeah, it just looked lovely. So, um, and then we started the ITV comedy yes. horror uh, Zomboat. Zombo. Zomboat. Zomboat. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, there's only been one season so far. Um, so we started it last night just as a look. This. Definitely isn't for us, but it's in the horror realm. We watched yeah. something for 20 minutes till we go to bed, so let's put it on. Uh, and we watched it for over an hour. So um, so basically, the zombie apocalypse kicks off in Birmingham. And, and people do notice, but not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are two sisters. One of them is a uh, kind of... Blonde, not quite bimbo, but... Yeah, a little bit, sort of. Yeah, yes. and anyone who ever saw the, again, the <coughs> in the very same vein, the TV show Crazy Heads, it was the blonde girl from that playing a very kind of similar character. Um, and her sister, who is a gaming nerd and is into horror films, so she knows the whole of zombie lore and what they can and can't do. 
Mm -hmm. um, and she decides that the best thing for them to do is to steal a narrowboat and ride it from Birmingham down to London, hence the name Zomboat. Because so the little known um, or little made use of fact, apparently, zombies can't swim. They can't. Allegedly. And I didn't mention uh, zombie flesh eaters and the scene of a zombie they swim, they? punching a shark in the face. Oh. <laughs> he eats the shark. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, I don't mind that. I mean, yeah. I don't want to watch it, but it, well, it goes on for quite some time. Right, nice. um, Zombies versus sharks. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really. And the thing is, it is an actor. Obviously, with sharks, we were hidden. <laughs> actor with a hidden tank in zombie makeup in water above his head, genuinely just wrestling with a shark. A real shark. shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's horrific. Wait, the annoying thing is, we bought tickets to go and see this. They were showing it at the end of South End Pier. I think it was the the White Bus Company. You obviously mm -hmm. we loved. I don't think we did. I don't think I was going. You were, and we uh, we'd invited our friend, whom I shan't name on here, um, and she turned up about twenty minutes before the screening started. It was on Halloween night, and by the time we'd driven to oh, we can get South here. End. Yeah, they, the train that runs up the pier, they'd yeah. only laid on one, and the idea was you were there in time, you got on the train and you went to the end of the, oh, the pier. Can you run? No. Well, South End Pier. It's it was a all mile long that pier, but by the time we got yeah, there, yeah. It was really weird. We got there, it was all locked up by that point, because they'd obviously just taken the bus, the train down, and then locked it all up so no one could wander on. Mm. So, yeah, but I'm quite grateful then to that particular person because <laughs> now you've told me what happened in the film. <laughs> I kept quiet about that. Yeah, you did till now, in fact. <laughs> it's going to be fucking amazing. Um, but yeah. it's, a low budget, it's a low budget 70s horror. They didn't have effects, so when they wanted a zombie to fight a shark, some poor prick got dressed up as a zombie and fought a shark. Yeah. It's lucky they won, otherwise, they might have had to shoot the film in a different way. <laughs> A bit close quarters at some point, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, so we watched on boat. Uh, as we say, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily for us, but we just put it on purely. Out of I mean, it's a it's a nice sort of you know segue for people maybe that aren't sure about horror. You know, it's kind of funny. Oh, I think I've said e this, easy watching. I I've said this before. Things like remakes and things, although they're not meant for us horror fans exactly. I think it's great that there's stuff now like this that will bring you, somebody who watched this originally in the Hans Horror, mm, yeah. you know, make a note of all the references and stuff and possibly start tracking down all this really good shit. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a good gateway and stuff like this mm. should definitely be. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's just not quite for us. But that being said, it, yeah, it's, it's entertaining. The yeah. 25 minutes an episode, we watched the first three. I'll probably watch the last three because we're halfway through. Mm. Um, and I've got a book that I've just finished reading, which is definitely a horror book, uh, called The Pier Falls by Mark Haddon. Um, he did The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, I believe. Oh, uh -huh. His famous book. Yeah. Um, but this is all short horror stories. Um, and yeah, they are all very horrific and very well written and really kind of immerse you in, you know, completely different stories each time. So one is set on people um, who are, they've gone off on a spaceship and then they're waiting to kind of be rescued and how that all pans out. Um, the name of the book is really 
annoying because that's the first story in there and it's exactly what it says it's about a pier basically crashing with people on it and falling right. out to sea and it is horrific and once you've read that story I kind of didn't want to keep picking the book up because every time I saw the cover again it reminded me of that story mm. and it, yeah it really was horrible um, but yeah you know if you like your horror and you like reading rather than watching things all the time it's good there you go. I have to lend it to you, Adam. I do like the <laughs> story collection as well. Yes, yeah. I no, think horror is much more effective that way. There's very few that... Yeah. There's not it, that many novels that can really sustain, especially like a doorstep size one. There's very few that really yeah, can hold it. Yeah, no, whereas this is very much you're in, the story's going on and it finishes and you're left going, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, on that note, I was reading a true, I've started reading a true ghost story book recently, um, and it mentioned a character who I'd never heard of, so I went and Googled him. Um, Adam, you're probably aware of him. Algernon Blackwood? Oh, yes. yes. I had never even heard of him. Um, his stories are so H.P. Lovecraft. Yes. They're, to be honest, they're better than H.P. Lovecraft. They're better than I would say. Um, okay, he's not come up with a Cthulhu mythos, but yeah, they are really great. There's is um, Algernon Blackwood. There's one he did called The Willows. Yes, that is just it's just weirdly disturbing. Like you can't. There's if you explain it, it doesn't sound disturbing. It's like a dream almost. Yeah. You know when you you can describe a nightmare to someone and they're like, what? You'll be like, well, I went into the room and there was a tree, but the tree was in the middle of the room. Then it was snowing, and then I put my fingers up, and people are going, "What?" It's like, yeah, but at the time I was shitting myself, you know. And it, it has that sort of air to it. It's very, very odd fictions. He is definitely, yeah, he's definitely one to check out. I'm not sure if there's been many adaptions of his stuff. I, yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't find any, but what I did find is, because he was also a famous narrator, um, he, um... Narrated? Yeah. <laughs> there's quite a lot of footage of him doing, like, fireside readings of his own stuff on YouTube. Oh, nice. Um, and that's how, because I heard about him sort of midweek, so I haven't had time to track a book down. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you go into YouTube and just put in Algen on Backwood, you get loads of either him or other people reading his stuff. Nice. Um, and there's a load of, I'm sure it's a BFI did a load um, of, yeah, of him, like, just walking around this study, just endlessly smoking and telling his own stories, just... Like, not reading them out of a book or anything. It's just kind of ad-libbing them all. It's Performing them sort of thing, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's fantastic. Wow. I was like, yeah, totally drawn. I haven't listened to The Willows yet, because every version of that is over two hours long. But I definitely uh -huh. will. Yeah, it's, it's one of those weird ones where they say, it's a short story. And it's like, <laughs> well, I haven't got to the fucking end of this yet. And it's, <laughs> I'm putting this book. And there's meant to be others in here. I think that is the longest one that he... I think that's the longest one he wrote. But it is... Like I say, it's just such an exercise in odd mm. and sort of just creepy doesn't do it justice. No, no, that's quite. It's... Yeah, yeah, he is. No, he is really 
uh, really worth um, checking out and stuff, definitely. He is, uh, yeah, great. And they, as you say, they end, they've got such a super weird twist to them or such a super weird edge to them, but they all take, uh, take place in such mundane kind of boring. Yeah. I was in a bar and this guy was talking and those people listening, so I thought he must be saying something interesting. So I just kind of got close to here. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you end up with this just yeah. mentalness. Yeah, it's so, so good. So, uh yeah. Talking so. of short stories, have you ever looked up the shortest horror stories? No. Are they the ones where it's like one sentence, dot, dot, dot? And the number one shortest horror story. There was a picture in my phone of me sleeping. I live alone. <laughs> my, my sister says that mummy killed her. Mummy says that I don't have a sister. Uh... You hear your mum calling you into the kitchen. As you're heading down the stairs, you hear a whisper from the closet saying, don't go down there, honey. I heard it too. <gasps> That's horrible. That's really yeah. fucking so, yeah. This is us. This is what <laughs> us should have been. It should have been a paragraph and then leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> well, not only that, but also there's, and then there's the really scary one, which is last Friday, my dick fell off. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Especially for ladies, because it implies they've had to have one put on. <laughs> yes, because I wasn't terrified, but now I see it. <laughs> yeah, this is all very last podcast on the left. Uh, who is phone? We still don't know who is phone. One day we'll find out. One day we will know. <laughs> um, so to this evening's main event, uh, yet wonderfully directed to us by Chris. Um, I, I feel we have taught him well as he oh. brought this to us and said. I saw this, it is good. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I couldn't agree more. Um, yes. So, Adam, what did you make of this film? Uh, well, I, I admired the level of how in context it stayed. Because mm. even, so, so, like, even something like, because obviously it's technically found footage, Yep. But even mm. something like the Blair Witch, you do get an artifice of film. So mm. much like they'll have like an opening crawl or a narration of um, this was the tapes that were found. In three people disappeared up their own ass. Um, but <laughs> this this just goes in as as if you're you've just gone into the Zoom meeting. Mm. Yeah. And even even the fact that at the end the end credits are in the contacts list. Yeah, that I was love cool. yeah, that. Yeah, that was so good. So it never, and I like that commitment that it never breaks mm. from yeah. being a Zoom call. And I think I might have added my own context to it because I decided to, because when I realised this was just under an hour, I decided to watch it on my lunch break at work. So I watched it on my phone yeah. How I've been having Zoom meetings while I've been off work. Yeah, like, off yeah, work. like you're just part of it. Yeah, and it was so that definitely added to it. And bearing in mind, I'm sitting in a well lit office in the middle of the day, and it still had, you know, some nice effective jumps and things. Because I mean, the th the thing is with it is it's it's good when a film a filmmaker's got to you know filmmakers have had, have got to that level where it's like right 
if you're a horror fan, you know that this is this has gone quiet now, so you know that something's going to crop up or yeah. like that. And it's about undercutting that in terms of timing, and I think they do that really mm. effectively. Yeah. There's no point where you're like, I think the nearest you get to it is the face, where they've got like the um, the filter on, and it's just picked up. Oh in. yeah! Oh, that was clever. So <laughs> horrible. Yeah. So uncomfortable. And I think that, and again, that's something. That it's it's nice to see that there's, it's bringing in technological myths as well that are occurring where there's a there's whole stuff on youtube and instagram and snapchat and things like that where people's filters pick up mm. oh really well, yeah realize that's actually a thing oh, yeah right. wow. people's filters just pick up apparently dead space mm. and everyone's like oh my god it's a ghostly <laughs> yeah but no, it's, it's a fault it's in the tech. just technology uh, going wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it, but still, I think that that's something that was mm. really good because you've got where it obviously starts off where one of them's using the filters and mm. they're like, hey, turn the filters off. Because it's, and, and it's, again, I liked that element where when shit's going down, but someone is still wearing a filter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that same thing I was saying about in one of our other episodes about like you know if you go to a fancy dress party and two people have an argument, yeah. so you've got people dressed ridiculously having this really serious blazing row, and it has that similar thing of just bringing an absurd element into it as well, where mm. someone's wearing like a, a, a like a Zoom filter or a Snapchat filter or something like that whilst being bludgeoned or horrific, yeah. And, and also even the 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 thing of the Zoom background hmm. where uh, one of them had set up. Where she was walking. Oh, that was, it was so scary. Yeah. eerie because when you know it's not her and she's dead probably mm. or not. Oh, that yeah. was so clever, wasn't it, to use that? And then to just uh, cut her back into it because of course yeah. she'd obviously fallen out of focus so the time she came back yeah. into focus. To mm, drop her into that. That was horrible. It was yeah. so well yeah. thought out. Mm. That, so that, so that, that's what I was really wondering at the start is what are they going to be able to use, mm. you know, in, in lockdown and through Zoom and keeping it all within that, that will look realistic. Yeah. It I, was I, I thought, such a good job. Before mm. this, I wouldn't have thought, you know, the technology. That you could do that much with it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, someone has obviously had that idea and done mm. it. Pretty amazing, really. But... Yeah, and it, even when um when it was like uh, the some of the signals were going funny, yeah, you know, adding a bit of edginess to it. Um, and I, I wondered, you know, exactly how they created those effects, like whether they did just reduce the signal down a bit, were you not and then how the acting shouting, works. Or... Oh, we're on again, love. Come on, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's fine. <laughs> when did you lose Steve and restart your router? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to see a making of it. Just to see exactly how they did you know, some of the things. Yeah. Well, Adam Definitely. might have some ideas, do you, Adam, as to how? Well, from what I from what I gather, mm. there everyone was everyone was filming separately, and basically the director Rob Rob Savage, yes, the director Rob Savage, basically gave them all instructions on how to set up practical effects within mm. their own home. No. So the stuff like the slamming doors, they're mm. all things that you they're all things that you can do just you know, if normally an effects team would 
sort yeah. that out yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he basically gave everyone a sort of boot camp in how to do the various effects that they needed to. I mean, obviously... They, they get paid more because they were technically doing two jobs there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you put the union in on that. You know, yeah. they'd be like, Steve, mate, he should not be doing what I'm doing. When he's doing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, they did pretty much, you know, they stuck, they did stick to the rules, mm, essentially, yeah. film, and did film this separately, and it's sort of like within their own... But, so they didn't just own. film it on Zoom and just someone... Yeah, so was it actually not... <laughs> was it actually not done on Zoom? That, I'm not sure, I don't think it was Zoom. Mm. I'm not entirely sure, because I don't know, because I think the the nature of it, I'm not sure... Because some of it, some of it is done on Zoom because they were obviously interacting together, mm. and also because I don't know. I mean, in terms of technicalities, I don't know how easy it is to sort of separate feeds. No, you know what I mean. I mean, it might be they did it another way that was linked, so they could perform together, but it wasn't necessarily through Zoom. I don't know if it mm. was actually filmed on Zoom. That was the mm. that's you know they. Funnily enough, there's there's not that much around about what they've uh, done on it, hmm. uh, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, but from what I gather, there's a some of it was, um, some of it was sort of improvised, and you know, there's it, it, most of the cast get writers' credits because I think oh. that it kind mm. of that sort of thing of right. Well, it's got to go this way. It's got to go that way. And yes there are certain points where obviously right at this point that feed has got to go down or mm. that person's got to do this or you know there's, there's but in essence the sort of the sort of in between bits and a lot of it from what i gather was not they were sort of they were all of them had each other they all had a script but everyone had a redacted script Mm. So they were okay. always fully aware of what was going to happen to someone else. Oh, that's clever then, yeah. Right. Get a realistic... Because Reaction. I I wondered that. The two things I wondered was, what well, one, how well they all know each other, because it didn't... Yeah. Like, for, uh, to be honest, they're all people who, if you look on their IMDb's, have done very little. But just them chatting with each other and everything felt incredibly natural. See, I hated it at the start because I think it felt too realistic and I was a bit like, who are these people on Zoom with me? Like, I don't like them, who are, you know? <laughs> so for like the first five minutes, I was just like, who are these idiots? Like, and I think, have they got Essex accents? Because I'm rubbish with accents. Uh, London, or London. They, but they all, they all sound like people I know. Do you know what I mean? So you, you, you sort of have that feeling. <laughs> Why am I just Yeah. Was it that moment when you stop watching the royal family because it's like, hang on, this is just sitting at home with my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but from just looking, looking, looking at the IMD, uh, their stuff on IMDb, like you say, they're, they're not many of them have they haven't got many credits, hmm. um, but but the majority of them, certainly the Friends group. Uh, have worked with that director before on other films, uh, uh, including one that I just thought was um, that sounds brilliant. 
called um, Dawn of the Death. Yes, I did say that. And it's basically, yeah, there's, um, I, th I, th I think they said it's like a, a sort of a out, uh, something occurs and everyone's rendered mute. Ah. But a group of deaf people can sort of, are already signing to each other, so they, um, I think that was what the plot was. I read it very late at night. <laughs> yeah, I said, you said death, and then I've just seen it up on the screen, and it is, yeah, death. That makes more sense. Death has hearing impaired, yeah. So. Yeah, yes. yeah, it wasn't but, three Grim Reapers <laughs> meet together <laughs> for dinner and uh, discuss know, how chess. shitty the job is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, they've, they've, so I think they've worked together, so I'm assuming that they're all, I'm assuming they all at least know each other from that, if not other things, because mm. presumably... You know, if because the director's done the director's done a lot of short horror. He's done he did a few episodes of Britannia, the like Romans invading Britain drama that was on Sky a few years back. Okay, um, but other than that, it's mainly like short horror and stuff like that. And um, yeah, there's a lot of crossover between the various uh, between the various actors on that. So I'm kind of assuming that they are at least familiar with each other. Hmm, that makes sense. It, it just felt incredibly natural. And the other thing I wondered about was, it must be very strange. Again, I don't, I don't know. I'm not an actor. I don't claim to be. Um, but yeah, kind of when you're acting together, you're all in this kind of world together, and there's a set, and you know you feel part of it. But like trying to act with nobody in front of you other than the camera, so you've got nobody to kind of bounce off of. Um, in isolation, oh. must be a really strange way of kind You've of got to doing your craft. act rather than just jump, you know, bounce <laughs> well, off someone else, perhaps. Well, but yeah, I don't mean. You know what I mean? Like, you'd, you'd get yeah. more into character when there's a group of you yeah, yeah. and you're, you know, you're all together. Like where we filmed Zombie Redneck. What was oh yeah, zombie <laughs> redneck mother truckers. All those years ago, a drunken party. And I was terrible. <laughs> You were. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that was acting, but not really acting, because we were all just together filming, you know. <laughs> but it shows you how hard it is. <laughs> it shows how hard some people are. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so, so to kind of, well, it's like anything. I mean, I even find my job, I find it much harder to communicate with people over this than I do in person. Um, yeah. yeah. So trying to put another level and not even be me, but try and be somebody else over this in a remote thing. Must be a really strange way of yeah, applying your craft, really. Would be interesting, wouldn't it, to, if they do, you know, interviews at any point about it and find out what they... I would definitely, I would love to see, like, a making of or something like that. The weird thing mm -hmm. is, probably, that probably won't be something that you'd see this side of lockdown. Yeah, no, yeah. Because they need to all get together. Mm. Because yeah, it's it's that sort of. But but then I think yeah, I was I, I overall because uh, at first I was thinking it was our first found footage film, but obviously there was Hell House LLC. Yeah. Yes. And we do. I mean, there's there's a there's a few others that we do need to cover as we go on, but definitely I think that this was a. Genuine, it genuinely worked as a, as, a, as a horror film. It was genuinely scary. It genuinely had jump moments. It genuinely sort of had 
sort of dread moments and stuff like and that. I, I thought they did a good job with that of progressing it. So I, I kind of thought I might get bored of it by the end, but it, and maybe it's because it was an hour, which seemed like a very good length for it. But it did build up all the way. Even, and even that, that, the final bit. But even that Sorry. was in universe, because you got that thing, you get the thing come up at the end where it was like, this is the end of your free Zoom call, and you do get an hour <laughs> on it. That's genius, you know. Yeah. Just the, I, you know, I really like the fact that it's not. It wasn't just. It wasn't just a gimmick, and it wasn't just the only way we can do this at the moment. Yeah, they really <laughs> took advantage of it yeah, and the constraints really, to, to make it immersive. Through. Yeah, yeah. they thought through it to really play to all the strengths of everything that yeah. come of it. So uh, they were nice surprises, weren't they? Because I, I thought at the start, I thought I could probably think up, you know, everything that you've got available to you, and I definitely hadn't. At all. <laughs> so it's like, okay, yeah, no, they definitely have put some effort into this. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's a medium that we're all because obviously because of lockdown. It's yeah. something that we are all doing on mm. at least a weekly yeah, you basis. Can relate to it very like, well, yeah, so you? it feels mm. so comfortable. Um, yeah, to manipulate Until it, it in gets such a uncomfortable. Yeah, the, the only the, the one thought I had that I thought could have been good was as if someone else joined and then it sort of took over the screen completely and then said, I'm not in the Zoom call, I'm just talking to you. Mm. And it's like as if making it just feel that sort of next layer of real, and you're like, hold on, is this That'll the be... Zoom call? Is this the film? That's or, host two, you know. Chris, you're jumping ahead. Well, yeah. <laughs> Did you say the tagline to the film? But I can't find it now. Oh, was it? Definitely did. Where the tagline was like, someone has joined the call, or something <laughs> similar to what you just said. Yeah, which... That, maybe that's what put it in my mind then. Yeah. I yeah. expected it something. You pointed like... out as well. And went, oh, look, at like, that's, that's, that's a really yeah. clever... But yeah, mm. you're, you're quite right. And this is what I said on the very last episode when we were recording Mandy. Like, I hate this. All right, this is the current runtime. Everything needs to be this runtime. Like, if you take the story and you edit it down perfectly and it lasts an hour and 15 minutes, then make it an hour and 15 minutes. Like, it don't I hate this, you know. Well, that's why Netflix film. is good because Netflix allows yeah, that now. Which exactly. And, shattered yeah. us as well then. and that's why this mm. film was perfect. This film was a perfect 96 minutes or whatever it was. And it, it didn't feel stretched out. It didn't feel like we were missing anything. It just felt perfectly natural and, and as it should be. Um, mm. well, this was the thing even Charlie Brooker said about Black Mirror moving to Netflix mm. was that he wasn't under a hour and a half restriction or an hour's restriction mm. films if a film was 45 minutes it was 45 minutes if it was two hours it was two hours yeah and they didn't and even stuff like mindhunter had odd timed episodes and stuff like that some of them were short and some of them were much longer and yeah again i think this is something because i wonder if the runtime business certainly with films in the cinema I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it was some sort of like monetary justification because of how much it costs you to go to the cinema. You know, mm. I've always said the same and that's the problem. And it's like, people are going to go, oh, well, shall I go and watch the new Avengers film? It's two hours and 45 minutes. Or shall I go and watch this? It's only an hour and a half. Well, yeah. I'm getting twice as much time in the cinema for going and watch the Avengers. And the Avengers films are great. 
but they need to be that long. You don't need... Yeah, which is fine if, if you do for the tuck story, but yeah, it's just so stupid to have filler, which just takes away from the, the real intensity. It, and that's the beauty of streaming that. So the fact that streaming mm. has taken over and given us that flexibility, as you say, Adam, with Netflix and stuff like Mindhunter and, and Black Mirror, it, it does allow them to just say, look, if you tell a story in 40 minutes, it's 40 minutes. If you want a two-hour one, do a two-hour one. And it, it just allows you to, to, for a story to flow. Because, I mean, can you imagine, like, how difficult it is to write an episode or something that's got to be an hour long? And you're like, oh, shit, I'm, you know, a minute and a half short. That's loads of time to have to fill with nothing. Or, alternatively... If you've got your story and you've compressed the fuck out of it and you've got nothing left to give and they go, you've got to lose another two minutes, you're like, well, mm. where? Well, where? Moments take yeah. well it's, I mean, it's certainly, I mean, certainly it's something that happens, it happens a lot with telly. I mean, certainly it was something that would, is often at fault with Doctor Who in, the, in its classic iteration where it would be like serials. Mm. It's obviously, you had to work to a, you had to work to a cliffhanger every 25 minutes. Yeah. And if you, so it might be that you didn't, you might have naturally got to a cliffhanger 20 minutes in, but you had to stick in five minutes of bullshit to get, to make sure that the cliffhanger still sat at the right point. Yeah. And again, it's the same sort of thing, like with, you know, if, I mean, something like, I don't know, even something like the X-Files, you know, were all those stories an hour's worth of story? No, exactly. And can you imagine yeah. the freedom if, they'd, if, if, if they had been able to say, do you know what, if one takes 40 minutes and one takes an hour and a half, just do it. Can you imagine yeah. how much more comfortable and, and astonishing those shows would have been, really, if they could just do what needed doing and then once, it, once you were out, you were out. It gives a it would give a tremendous freedom to a scriptwriter hmm. that they can sort of do what they need to do rather than uh, you know hitting beats or whatever like that. And I mean, similarly, if it's something that's on something on uh, say like a commercial state uh, commercial channel with adverts, hmm. obviously, again, you kind of almost have to do like a minute a mini clip and uh, every fifteen or twenty minutes. To try and get the two advert breaks in, but enough of a hook that you come back to it. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. And again, it's, it's, you know, streaming is definitely the way forward. And I think all of these things are, are such massive bonuses. I mean, it, well, it totally changes the way that you watch TV. Yeah, well, Claire just made the point that you can actually surprise an audience if they don't know how long an episode is going to be. Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, you yeah, know. yeah. You could you could get to the end of like if you if you get into say if you're watching a, a, a average like hour long or forty five minute episode of television, if the hero apparently gets pit killed twenty minutes in, <laughs> you know that he's coming back. He's got to turn up again in the next four. Yeah. Or you're sitting there going, I don't know how they're fucking wrapping this up. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're watching Game of Thrones, to be fair. Well, yeah. That, you know. <laughs> Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the first season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, and the later, whenever they did the other bit. I mean, they just get killing off people. You're like, they can't do that. Oh, they've done that. 
<laughs> but I almost love that because we saw a show that was. Oh, it made you, it shocked you because you were like, oh, he's going to be. Oh, oh, he's not. What was it? The, the only other thing that I remembered doing that in quite such a way was, was it Mars Attacks when they just kept killing off all the sort of A list celebrities. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. How can they die? Yeah. Yeah, we watched a show called Once. Mm. Um, and it was basically a, a, another dimension where all of the uh, all of the fairy tale characters existed, basically. Mm. And they'd got drawn into this world. Um, like, and it was it was kind of entertaining. Jennifer quite liked it. It was kind of twee and fun. Um, but the problem is, every time they killed somebody off, they're three or four episodes later, they go, oh, we found this spell book. If we just read this line, it'll just bring Mark and Stiltskin back yeah. again. All right. So it got to the point where it was like, Sleeping Beauty's been killed off like six times. She's the main <laughs> character. Every time it's... And it, it, you do lost its, yeah, its excitement. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. You're like, oh, they'll come back again. He's yeah. fucking dead again. Mm. That's all right. Don't worry. They're bound to find a well and at the bottom of it, there's an old, you know... Toad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if you kiss it, it tells you where a book is that will tell you how to bring this character back. Like, yeah, no, dead should mean dead, and at least Game of Thrones tended to stick to that. I don't think mm. they ever brought back with Jon Snow, would it? I don't think they ever. Oh, and technically, the entire of the fucking White Walkers, I suppose. But yeah, no, that works with Jon Snow, though. Like, I totally accepted that. It's, I, I thought, I couldn't see how the story was going to progress without him, and it kind Plus, of left you lost. I think because they had killed off so many important people to that point, you were genuinely... It was fair like, to do the twist. Yeah, yeah. Like, genuinely, is he going to come back? Actually, I don't mm. think there's no one else has yet, so that mm. worked quite well. And we had had the other character, who was a sideline character, who meant nothing, who kept coming back to life. And you were like... That's going to be relevant yeah. at some point. Yeah. And that's what, that's what, do you remember the two? No. They Write it down. <laughs> one of them was Dennis Penis. Yeah, one of them was Dennis Penis, and the other oh, one was... Oh, the rest. Coming back from the dead. Yeah. No, no, no. No, not her. No, they were just two blokes who were just part of the game, and one of them yeah. kept getting killed, and every time he got killed, his mate oh, had to do this 10-minute ritual, and the next morning he was back to life yeah. for no reason whatsoever. And it was just like, oh, yeah, they became important in the end, but it was like, yeah, hmm. because yeah. they kept bringing them back, you're sort of like, well, this must have something going on. Well, that was what they kept saying, though, which is what I liked. Was the fact he kept saying, we don't know why he keeps coming back to life, <laughs> but he clearly needs to be alive, so we just keep doing it. And that's the Lord it has a purpose for him, or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm. but yeah, so. This film, as you said, Adam, earlier as well, like it, it did lean very heavily on jump scares, which I know in a lot of stuff I've been very negative about because I think if it's done purely in editing, it's cheating. Um, but this wasn't that at all. Like this was one of those, and I know we have seen films that do it as well, where it kind of builds the scene really well. And you know the jump scare is coming. That's the thing. It's but when it it's when it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a cheat. Like if there's no build up and all of a sudden it just bang. It's like well anybody can do that. It's just jumping <gasps> up from behind the door. That works. <laughs> exactly. It's just shit. Whereas with this, you built it up. You knew it was coming. It didn't matter how much you knew it was coming. It was. I still jumped yeah. about four times during this. Yeah. And Jennifer, at one point, there was a point where I had a beer on the side. And I wouldn't pick it up and drink it because I was like, 
She's walking down a dark hole, and as soon as I pick it up, <laughs> something's going to happen, and I'm going to smack myself in the mouth with this. And I know it's going to happen, and it still made me jump when they did it. It was brilliant. Yeah. Much the same way as you always knew that it was going to be a silent moment if you're watching a film in the cinema with Dean and he smuggled beer in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. oh. Right, he's getting a can out. We're going to get, come up to a whisper quiet moment so the entire auditorium hears <laughs> as he opens the bloody thing. And then when he goes, sorry, really not <laughs> fucking quiet there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or, really think lovely. anyone heard? Yes, everybody heard. <laughs> The people in the car park fucking heard you open that. Fat angry twat. Another thing with this, though, and again, this is just talking about it now has made me realise that. Yes, you've got jump scares, but you've got... It's not just you. Curiously enough, you've got an... It's like sitting in a cinema audience because you've got all the other people reacting. Yes, and that encourages mm. your reaction, doesn't it? Yeah. They're looking fearful or crying or and that builds your yeah. emotions. Yeah, it's well, so well. Mm. They all jump with you. Yeah. And it's oh and it adds a layer of seriousness to it or whatever, you know, because in your head you are sort of immersed because you are with this other group of observers and they've all jumped with you. Yeah. You know, it's Smart as shit. It's, it's really yeah, it's good. Clever. Yeah. It's fantastic, and I love the the uh, their friend, their male friend who's with him at the beginning, and <laughs> his girlfriend. Like <laughs> and then his girlfriend comes in as a massive asshole and just switches the whole thing off. Yeah. yeah, and then to have him come back later and be like, "Oh, stop fucking mad at you!" Like, yeah. I just yeah, with his puppet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Thinking he's being scary, and everyone yeah. else is like. <laughs> I love, I love that, I love that recognised feeling though, where it was like, yeah, bye Teddy, bye Teddy. She is such a prick. What <laughs> <not>? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I really liked. It. I, I liked everything. Everything about this felt so natural and so real. The woman holding the seance. Um, mm. Yeah. Sailor. Yes. She, like she really had that very. Like, not overly, so it felt like an actor playing a hippie, but that very kind of... Just she had the right... Through. <laughs> yeah. If anything goes wrong, this is what you need to think if you want to feel better. Like, it can just... white witch sort mm. of feeling. Yeah. And yeah. she lived in the right house. Like, everybody's background suited. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mm. you know, obviously they're playing a character. So you kind of think, well, but all the backgrounds all just suited. It, yeah, it just felt, mm. yeah, I was totally blown away by it. Do it you was, think maybe they auditioned them by their house? Right, so we'd just like to see what your background is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they've got a door there, excellent. And we could tie that chair onto that bit of string there. <laughs> I say, did they audition people on the basis of how much fishing wire you've got in the air? <laughs> <laughs> None, sorry, not today. <laughs> The effects in this were fantastic. Like, as you say, the uh, the visual effects with stuff like the special effects where they had, as you say, the mask floating Even in the, the middle fire of the is way better than a lot of CGI uh, I've seen. Yeah, I'm that's so good. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. It's in the flower. Yeah. That the, is the, really yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that must have been CGI then, was it, they'd put on after? Very possibly, but I don't know because there's a lot of this is stuff that I, this is stuff that I have seen done mm. 
sort of to a greater or lesser extent I have seen done live if you see what I mean mm. yeah. okay. I've seen done as part of a performance usually by spiritualists and sort of yeah. you know people mm. who are table rappers and people on the mic um, but you know these are all I think they are all tricks and sort of illusions that you can actually perform so mm. but I mean I'm sure I mean certainly I would imagine that the, the freestanding mask must have been CGI yeah because, you know I don't know because if we, frankly, if we could work out what it is in people's backgrounds that does do that on just Snapchat filters, we'd know what's going wrong with it, and then we'd be oh, able to see a lot of silly people online. It's not a ghost yet. I think it's ninjas. <laughs> I think it's ninjas sneaking into people's houses all dressed in black, <laughs> but then they've got a little bit of their face showing, and that's what it picks up. So I think they had the, uh, you know, partner, whoever it was, of the uh, girl. Dressed, dressed all in black, black lycra, and then that worked. Oh, yeah. I just, I, even the, the thing that got me was Hayley's chair moving, because like you, at the time <laughs> as well, when it just showed, you went, mm. you know, oh, that looked really good. She's like, obviously got a partner or someone living with yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> but even before the jump scare had fallen for you, you were like, no, that was really impressive. <laughs> like, it did, it, and she looked terrified when it happened she didn't mm. look like she wasn't expecting. she probably didn't know it probably wasn't in the script it was just <laughs> yeah. ad-lib <laughs> it was just somebody in another room going yeah. i need that chair come yeah. on yeah um yeah i just I, there's nothing about this film that i could fault like when when you said about it chris and said oh yeah it's a it's a horror film it's all shot over zoom i was like yeah, yeah. it's going to be <laughs> paranormal activity all over again. It's a great concept, but in the execution, it's going to be a bit wank. But actually, this is what paranormal activity wanted to... This felt like something taking place yeah, in your thing. home. Like, yeah. mm. It felt like you were part of that chat, and it was mm. going on, and it was people you knew, and they were likeable people to it. Mainly. They, they were. They were like people you know. You know, I was trying to think to myself, they're all sort of... You know, if you think of your friends and people you might talk to on Zoom, they're yeah, all... You, you can know, find yourself quite yeah. easily in a, a group like that and someone going, oh, I've got a friend who could do a seance. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. what a great... Like, yeah. It totally felt so immersive and so... And again, I'd be interested to see how it would work for people in 20 years' time. So I was wondering, or if they'd done it as in, this is something that could happen in the future, like before we were all using Zoom... Would it have worked as well? No, I don't think so. I think if I didn't have that kind of intimate mm. knowledge I have now of Zoom, I mean, because before yeah. lockdown, I didn't even know what Zoom was. No, no, no. Yeah. Now it's a week. But, 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 but you must have heard of, um, you know, video conferencing. Yeah, but only for like... Hearing about it <laughs> yeah. experiencing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I yeah. think this is just such a... This is a proper stars align moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm that it's at ex they've used it they've used they've used the disadvantage to the advantage they've done it mm. so well and contextualized it so well within the sort of the narrative of the film i apologize i've had a beer so i'm feeling a bit poncy so <laughs> but, but also it's come at a time like you say jennifer where pretty much everyone has now been using this oh yeah you know, because I mean, there's been other things. There's been, there was that one. There was like a I know there was like a Skype horror movie. Oh right. Which, from what I got, you know, I, I think I've seen bits of it, and it looked pretty. Again, 
it's the difference between it felt like when I saw about this, I assumed it was a gimmick. Yeah. Which is what that's the sort of Skype one. I think that's how that came across. Mm. Is it was just like, hey, there's Skype, but that's a thing. People do yeah. that. Right? But it's not believable unless you're using it yourself, whereas yeah. Zoom is perfect, isn't it? And well, it's also just the right level of, because it's also that thing of, you'd be doing that and yes if something was going on in the background behind you two i would have to lean in and yeah. look <laughs> you know because you would again it's the element of um you'd sort of have to you can't quite make out what is happening the same way the audience can't mm. and yeah and i just and also just the fact that it's like it's that thing again where it's friends where it's like look stop fucking around mm. you know if you're pissing about this is and like how everyone has a go at Gemma when she does when she winds the thing up that turns out to be the cause of the problem because mm. I like that as well that really I really like that where they got Salem they finally got Salem back and she was saying right you've made this up and essentially what you've done is you've built it, it almost like a tulpa sort of thing, but you built exactly, that's what I was thinking. Like built a costume that something can now wear. What I think really worked to that point for me, it suddenly felt like they went from being in a group to suddenly all being on their own. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we've done it wrong. Actually, we're not all together. We can't help each other. We're pretty messed up at this point. Yeah. And that was the worst bit. That's what was genuinely making me feel slightly scared. Was like, mm. like in lockdown, actually, we're living it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your friend is on the other end you of the phone playing, screaming at you. What do mm. you do? Am I going to drive and find yeah. them? Am I, like, you know, genuinely yeah. adds that layer to it that you couldn't get in any other time, could you? Mm. So it's perfect. Yeah. Although, although obviously, top marks to Gemma for, for putting her mask on before she went to confront <laughs> yeah. panic evil, you know. Yeah. So. It, well, yeah, it, as you say, there's nothing about this that I, I, I thought let it down. Like, to be able, in, in such a short... I mean, you think lockdown only started... From March. March. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fucking hell, I seem to yeah. But yeah, so this film Three was... Months. This film was, like, written, shot, mm. and every, in, like, a couple of months. And, and to, they must have had this experience since I was first. They must have had a couple of weeks to, of lockdown. To sort of get... Yeah. Go, Hang on a minute, this is a good idea. Mm. Yeah. And there isn't a weak link in the acting. Mm. Like there isn't a single person in that who kind of lets it down no, or yeah. isn't put in their way. Like they're all very different characters, but in a totally realistic way. We're, you know, we're all friends, but we're very different characters. We're not all the same people that feel like we've had our, all our words written for us by the same person. Or Please, mm. you're not reading what I wrote earlier. Come on, <laughs> get back to the script. Rob Zombie didn't fucking write this. Because it doesn't feel like everyone no, talking the I same. Wrote, Rob Zombie is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, this is just absolutely incredible. And it absolutely deserves the rave reviews it's getting from everyone. Like, after you mentioned it, Chris, um, yeah. yeah, like I have seen and heard this everywhere. Like, not long after we had the discussion, um, my friend, our friend, sorry, a previous guest, Darnie, Messaged and went, oh shit! Have you seen this film? He said it's you know it's like it's 
100 percent on rotten tomatoes like which is insane um so is that a call i'm on like a day before the trend oh, kicks off? Oh, yeah. you are the uh what are they called the hipsters you are yeah. a hipster chris officially <laughs> as if he didn't know that eating his cricket flower or whatever um yeah and and you know and, like other podcasts I've listened to have all been mentioning it and, mm. and raving about it. Um, so yeah, but I'm really pleased that Chris saw it first. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, told us about it. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, especially because we were quite, we just overviewed, like, we saw, oh, it's the Zoom horror film. It's going right. to be rubbish, yeah. 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 <laughs> and we just did it because of our cynical old horror. <laughs> Isn't it lucky Chris is open-minded? <laughs> exactly, yeah, definitely, definitely. And well done, because this is, you know, this is, essentially, this is the first one you've shown us, man, and it's fucking cracking. Yeah. So well <laughs> Round of applause. Well done, Chris. It all makes lockdown worthwhile. Yeah, exactly, just to get this horror <laughs> film out of it. Maybe this was all a setup, just was, to yeah. the film. I mean, you know. You know what, it's worth it. Is that yeah. like, <laughs> this is some good marketing. Well, I mean, like, all those people. They just put missing posters online. You know, someone has literally created it loose. They were all sitting in a room somewhere going, do you know the trouble is this film's perfect, but we need to get a lot more people on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a horrific idea. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that'll be number. Maybe that'll be host to, mm. you know, like kind of like Blair Witch, where they try to sort of like double think the double think, and it sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I think you took that too far, didn't you? <laughs> and you're talking about scientists. You do wonder if, because obviously there were some negative reviews when I was looking, and you really? wonder if that's yeah, and you wonder if that's people that actually haven't got any friends on Zoom. And don't do. Probably haven't got any friends. Well, okay, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude because fair enough. If people don't like this, you know that's fine. But I don't know. It just felt so immersive. It might be. Yeah, they may not have used but used exactly, it exactly. Just like you said, yeah, yeah, you would not have appreciated it. Exactly. The same so way. Welcome to horror stance on this. Is if you don't like this film, it's because you're a wanker and nobody wants to talk to you on Zoom. Oh. I would say that the welcome to horror attitude on this is the reason you don't get it is because you're either the knobby boyfriend or the knobby girlfriend. I <laughs> <laughs> said to Jennifer when we were talking about because we were discussing um, about, the, well, <laughs> about the people who are in it who are only briefly in it. Um, yeah, and we were like, well, they must have been partners of the people who are in the, you know. Mm. But yeah, that was the thing. These are This is the group, and everybody outside the group is a fucking dick. Yeah, in groups um, and out groups, totally. Yeah. Mm. But it felt kind of like, not not kind of real necessarily. Not saying that when you all, <laughs> all leave Doom, we slag off your other roles. But, like, if you had a friend who... We, we don't a... slag me off when we leave. <laughs> you know, you might. <laughs> But yeah, like if you were, like if you were in a, if you were in a big group like this, and you know you had someone who was stuck in lockdown with someone in a new relationship, mm. when they're offline, you would kind of be like, oh, yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Are they, like, are they all right? Like, why? That's got to be really it, difficult and really mm. strange. And it's, it's like being in a band. Whoever's just left the room, you talk about, yeah, talk about, <laughs> and you accept that in a way. You know, like that. 
you know that they're just you know they're discussing how your guitar sounds if you is leave. that why lee left the room a lot when you were in a band just so you could be talked yeah. about i left the room a lot because i bought my on a sunday morning and we drunk the bar dry in that rehearsal studio despite the mm. fact we went there for what year and a half or so and they never stopped up. We still drunk it right every Sunday morning. Didn't matter how much extra beer they got in. And there was only three of us drinking because, you know, Adam was driving. And you've always had a prison bladder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always had that. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, sorry to bang. I, I, I don't know what. For, uh, five people on a. Five out of five people on a Zoom chat. For me, I think this is very, very good. Yeah, and definitely. I, I look forward to what comes next mm. from anyone, like particularly, obviously the, like all all the actors, but particularly, obviously the director and writer, because mm. yeah, this this bodes. Let's face it, this bodes well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so fingers crossed that there'll be more stuff yeah i i couldn't agree more i just think that everything about this just worked perfectly and it sounded like as i say you know adam and i you know both felt the same we both saw it oh this is going to be a, a gimmicky thing and you know yeah. you did. and then my poo poo next with your poo poo yeah. And then we were like, <laughs> yeah, and, and we were we were wrong, and and, and that's the that is the thing, and then with um with the internet as well, you do get that feedback fairly quick. So at mm. least we're streaming again. You know, it's not like cinema where a film comes out, you think it's going to be shit. By the time you actually get the feedback and you hear it's really good, it's too late to see it. We're streaming again. I mean, that is, this yeah. is the perfect yeah. way. For it to be seen because if it had to wait till cinemas were open again mm, and yeah. do it that way, it wouldn't have worked, would it? You would have lost the moment. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Whereas watching it in your own home feels much more because you're yeah, in that environment. Yeah, exactly right. They're in, yeah. they're in their own mm. home, enjoying it, and it just all melts. Well, I watched it on my phone at work. That was yeah, yeah. Like Zoom meetings. You yeah. know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. No, absolute stone cold classic, and I genuinely do think that. Even in a couple of years' time, once nobody is doing, yeah, <laughs> once nobody is doing Zoom and all of this is distant memory, I still think this film will hold up because I think it will for us because we've lived through it. Yeah, yeah. Again, interesting. Yeah, do that. People have lived through those things. This, mm. yeah, yeah, this, yeah, still work. I, mm. I predict this will be one of those films that becomes a huh? love it or hate it. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, let, we'll show it to Ted one day. Yeah. <laughs> when it's, uh, exactly. When it's outside of its time, mm. I think people will be like, "What? This was really scary." Yeah, yeah it won't make sense, yeah. will it? Oh, almost, 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 kind of what happened a bit with Ghostwatch with Chris. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a, because it was a TV format that was yeah it's... old mm. enough that Chris doesn't. Re that's not really how Chris thinks TV is. <laughs> yeah. If you see what I mean. Yeah, like the, yeah uh, it just lost that, that element of immersion. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think it works for us just about our generation, but as you say, beyond that, 
I don't imagine younger people necessarily get Ghost Watch, do they? Well, it'd be interesting to find out. Hey, young mm. listeners out there, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did keep thinking of Ghost Watch all the way through this because it, mm. yeah, it is very much that it's, it's that taking that, as we said at the time, it's taking that common format that you're very well aware of and giving it that same look and mm. feel and making it feel perfectly like something you're used to seeing. And you feel like you're part of it. Yeah. yeah. And then just adding shit that's really uncomfortable and, and kind mm. of slowly building it up to a point of, again, yeah, <laughs> kind of lunacy. But mm. by that point, you you've been so it. drawn in, mm. it just feels... Definitely. Right. So, yeah. Well done, Chris. Amazing. Good now, obviously, we've, we've ruined this for everyone who's listening, um, if they've not seen it. But if you haven't seen it, Still go and fucking watch it. Put a disclaimer good. on. <laughs> oh, I, I totally think that this. We, is... know, we haven't talked through the plot such though, so. No, and I think there's something we you generally to try do. to do with yeah. a podcast is not to, to yeah, generally spoil it. Um, Unless it's Game of Thrones, spot that. We spot that. <laughs> Several um, times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is fantastic. I can't wait to see what everybody involved does moving forward. And again, to have such a. a you know, uh, a young, unknown cast. And they are all only probably in their early 20s. Yeah. Which Jennifer was saying uh, earlier really? about finding Because I felt like, of... you know, they were in my generation. But yeah, <laughs> they were clearly not. Like, you know, when you watch it and believe that they are your friends in a way. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> well, no, but, but that's what I kind of, that's what I was alluding to earlier, was mm. like their genuine feeling of their relationship between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact you yeah. looked at them and they were clearly all about 19 years old, they do kind of feel like, <laughs> yeah, like friends that we have mm. got and we do generally have friends who are a lot younger than us. But I'd just like to say a spider just dropped down very slowly right in front of my face on its web. I know, what is that? I can see something moving. I didn't catch it on the video feed, but that's probably for a good reason. <laughs> Thanks. I think it might be crawling near me now. As long as there's not a shark in there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was one thing that did happen, though, is I was, when I was watching it, I recognised Salem. And I was like, I'm sure I know her from something. And I was like... And she was in the last episode of the most recent series of Doctor Who, oh. playing a character who, for Doctor Who fans has possibly become one of the most important characters in the oh, entire biology wow. of the series. Wow. But he didn't have a speaking part. But yeah, it's, um, but I was like, all the way through, I was, or whenever she was on, I was like, yeah, I bloody know her from somewhere. And then we'll go on IMDb and I was like, Doctor fuck off. Of course, yeah. I don't remember that. But no, and probably I didn't. But uh, yeah, but I think, it's uh, it's quite sickening to see this amount of talent in this this uh, in a group of young people, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's very reassuring, and again, the fact that they all know each other and have managed to pull this together in lockdown means yeah. that they've not been able to do you know like mass auditions and stuff, which means that these group these little pockets of people are out there. Um, yeah, and you know if you it's when you get groups like this together that you get a lot of good shit done. We see it a lot more, to be fair, in comedy than we do in horror, generally. But when you yeah. get a group of fantastic comics together, 
and you get something like Black Books comes out of it, and then Spaced is like an offshoot of that, and then an offshoot of that becomes Green Wing, and like you get that. I'm thinking of uh, Five Get High on Mescaline. Is that the? Yeah. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> Back in um, the day, the yeah, uh, the, yeah. Uh, um, the comic strip group, yes. yeah. All of that just kept sort of ballooning, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so, yeah, and the idea that you can get these many talented people together. And as you mm. say, when you look through the, the credits, which were fantastic having laid out in that contact yeah. list, um, yeah, and you see how many people were involved, it does just go to show in a very short period of time, if you know the right people, you can pull a, a team together mm. sort of fairly quickly. Um, Maybe. Yeah. And if no, I, I agree. They're great. But can they do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, you should have auditioned. You'd have been But for the benefit of the tape, Chris has just put his arm out of the screen. No, it wasn't his arm, it was someone else. And then Rick so was... grabbed himself by the throat and then pulled himself <laughs> off the screen. <laughs> Genuinely. Really I missed my calling. To, to be fair, Adam should also be able to do it because that is the classic dad joke. That was what our dad would always do. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do try and do it on the kids and they're not impressed so far. The egg no, one as well. No, I'm, I'm working on the classic joke of uh, pretend to fall asleep at the door. Yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> my dad would yeah. And it never, it just felt like a creepy old man touching the wrist. <laughs> what, 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 Jennifer does it. <laughs> He's having flashbacks as we speak. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we said we wanted to go uncomfortable places. So, I mean, <laughs> just for the record, back of the <laughs> not true, Father. I'm not casting. He won't miss any fun. Carry on. No, he won't. Not uh, true, Father. <laughs> father. <laughs> right. So, uh, yes. So to wrap it up. Um, yeah, definitely. If we, I don't think we've spoiled it for you. If you've not seen this, go out and watch it. It's absolutely fantastic. It's Shudder exclusive, so you can only watch it on Shudder at the moment. Um, it, it's totally... I mean, it's, what's Shudder on now for, like, six quid? Oh, there's a free trial on Shudder. So you do a free trial for... Is it a week or a month we did it for? It's a month. Yeah, so it's um, well worth doing for that. Just do not do Amazon Prime ever. Jennifer says don't do Amazon Prime ever. I won't argue with her. Um, but yeah, I reckon it, if you if you've done your trial on Shudder, pay six quid and watch this film. It's no, worth find a penny. friend mm. do a trial on Shudder for free and you shut the fuck up. Okay, They've given us this great film. I'm trying to give them some free. It's free. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go and pay for even if they try and give it to you for free. Pay six quid for the month for Shudder because we did because it's worth every penny. This film was amazing. Fair point. Adam's pulling funny faces. <laughs> We've all fallen bits. Um, yeah, so we are going to call it a day. But thanks ever so much for listening. Go and check out Host. Um, what are we going to do on the next episode, Adam? Um, I don't know. Do you have a list of 10 that you were deciding between? We, we have, have a list of 10. We have got the list here. The one, uh, well, there was one that I was thinking on there, which is uh, which does have a regard to power tools in a large American state. <laughs> that was going to be my number one anyway. <laughs> but, I was, but I was also going to say, if we do that, could we, for the following episode, 
do part two because I think they contrast quite quite dramatically. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Because, because you get the first one is a straight up horror film. It's horrific. And the second film is piss funny intentionally. Yes. And it's the same writer and director, which is what so. Could it be? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, so for the next two episodes, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are going to be covering Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Chris looks vaguely uncomfortable at the very idea of this. I avoided it for so many years, but now... Um, I I totally get it, because it's one of those... Like, I was a big horror fan. It sounds rubbish from the title. Oh, no. No, I avoided it for a very different reason. So I was a massive horror fan... But I knew this was a very cold, very stark, very uncomfortable film. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I did. I watched it on a hot summer afternoon in a cupboard, oddly enough. Um, yeah, Jennifer used to have a... When Jennifer and I first got together, she had a flat. And it had a large walk-in cupboard in it where mm. I had my computer for gaming. Yeah. So I... Across the chair to get into it, didn't you? Yeah, I take the chair out to get in to close it again. It was very small. Like Jonathan Frakes. Um, but yeah, and I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre in there. Yeah, and remember just being incredibly uncomfortable because it's <coughs> it's a very strange film. I mean, we'll cover it. But yeah, it, it's a very it's a it, it's one that I'm not particularly comfortable. I've seen it lots of times, and I'm happy to watch it again. But it is—it's not a comfortable watch. No, that's good. Is that going to take you out of your comfort zone then and do the whole? Yeah, I think it will. But and then, well, I mean, I'll have to—I have to say, when you presented the list, I was really surprised to see it on there, and I was like, "Well done, it's on there because (laughs) it it is—it is a horror. It is a genuine horror classic. It's the same as, say, Nightmare on Elm Street or Bride of Frankenstein. You know, it's something that's." always talked about it deserves to be on there and it's fantastic and the fact that it's a it's a first time director and it's an unknown cast and everything is yeah it it means that it definitely needs to be on a list of films that we had to have covered in the first 100 and Um, then part two is a palate cleanser yeah yeah absolutely yeah part two is just so enjoyable yeah so uh, apparently, Tom Savini did something on Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Tom Savini done some things on a lot of things. On a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, yes, excellent. So, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre we will cover on the next episode. Now, now. Um, and yeah, she'll be very much looking forward to hearing what Chris makes of that. It could be. It's very different to anything we've shown you before. It's a lot darker. So. Yeah, just be prepared. That we, I know we watch a lot of light-hearted horror, and we've talked about the fact that horror doesn't always have to be balls to the wall. This is uncomfortable. You don't want to see this. But yeah, the, the, this film definitely, for an older film, is one of the primary movies I feel that probably started that real uncomfortable feel of horror 
it's mm. it's definitely the first it's definitely one of the first dips out of sort of comfortable horror in a weird way yeah it's one of the first ones where it's like it goes into uh what was that thing the the thing that i was talking about on when we did pontypool that tony burgess was talking about of you feel that you're in the hands of a director who doesn't give a fucking shit about what they do to you <laughs> yeah it totally is it, it is it's that it's that roller coaster ride where you're like right it's a horror film i know it's gonna be uncomfortable but i'm gonna come out the other end of it and it's gonna be fine this is one of the first films i think i ever watched where i was like i don't know if i am gonna be all right at the end of this like it yeah, I might have slightly overrated it for Chris because obviously I saw this a long time ago and a lot of stuff has come out since. But uh, but yeah, I, this is... I still think it's a pretty powerful film. Whether whether you enjoy it or not, I still think that it maintains its it maintains its edge, which yeah. is quite good because you know I'm not buying a blunt chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chris, you did buy this for me on DVD about ten years ago. Um, a special edition. I'm not, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. A, a special edition DVD of it came out. I told Jennifer I wanted it, and then uh, <laughs> it, it arrived on Christmas. So, uh, so well done you for knowing somehow. I think Adam's seen right. ghost. He's, yeah. <laughs> but make sure you're watching the original and not the remake. <gasps> mm. Oh, God, yeah, no, don't do that. Fucking hell. Um, I thought we just wanted to look up his nose. Right, so. Count the hairs. <laughs> right so thanks ever so much for listening um go and listen to not for everyone podcast uh, send us your hashtag uh ask welcome to our questions and go and watch host and texas chainsaw massacre the original and we will see you in a week's time yeah. bye. bye bitches don't look at me like that it's a perfectly acceptable way to end the podcast